I'm Sarah. And I'm Melanie. We're the party train. This is the first episode of our brand new podcast, and we're focusing on, it's kind of like a 25 years theme. And we're uh, tying it in with the 25th anniversary at the Bovine Sex Club and the 25th anniversary of a band from Calgary called Chicks Dig It. So, of course, we recorded this episode at the Bovine with our friends in Chicks Dig It, Boyd's, Rules, Penske File, and, of course, Daryl, who runs the Bovine. And this was really fun hanging out in the back room of the Bovine with all these guys and enjoying some really delicious Chicks Dig It beer that recently came out. Thanks to Big Rig. Let's all raise a Chicks Dig It beer by our uh, sponsor for this first podcast. Big rig. So cheers. cheers. Hi, I'm Ben from Rules. Hi, I'm Chuck Coles from Rules and Chuck Coles, the band. United Snakes are playing a bunch of different bands, too. I'm Alex. I'm from Penske File and Rules. Ooh, couple whammy. Look at this guy. Uh, I'm Travis. I'm from Penske File. Hi, I'm Daryl. I own the Bovine Sex Club. And I am KJ Jansen. I am the... Uh, singer of the band Chicks Dig It. Hi, my name's Andy. I play bass and sing in the band Boyd's. And Andy and I went to high school together. That's true. What else do you want to know? <laughs> Where were you guys 25 years ago? Here. <laughs> we opened January 2nd, 1991. And uh, when we opened, there was six people here the first night. And I know almost a thousand people now that say they were there that night. It's one of the running <laughs> jokes of the club. <laughs> 25 years ago, I was probably starting my first band. Uh, my first band was called Kingpin, and I played drums. I was also starting my first band. It was called uh, First Defense. I was uh, swimming strong towards my mother's uterus. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, fighting around in my dad's balls. And... What year was that? Was that 1991? It's 91, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was in Calgary, uh, Alberta, and uh, yeah not really doing much and uh thinking about starting a band hi yeah that's a very yeah interesting i too was in calgary alberta in high school probably thinking about starting a band as well give us another question oh boy <laughs> how has the music industry changed in the last 25 years um, Is that right? from my point of view as a club owner yeah. 25 years ago the music industry had huge parties here and huge budgets to have fun and they would come in and put on showcases with five of their bands from Warner or Sony and or baby bands they're trying to develop, spend cash, treat people well, fall in love with the club, start a relationship, do stuff, you know, have have concerts in the park with me catering. Like it was it was a different thing and now they don't spend any money. They literally say, Do you have a slot at nine o'clock that we can throw a band on? We can bring a few people. Um, and I still do it of course, but it's, and I'm not mad at them. It's just they don't have money because people are downloading stuff for free. Hopefully they're buying more vinyl again. 
and they go to way more concerts. So we're also competing now with way more concerts because bands need to tour and make money all the time now. So you can't just not show up. So now there's twice as many venues and twice as many big venues competing with us for everybody's entertainment dollars all the time. You know, it's funny, uh, you know, the last bunch of years, I just have kind of uh, stopped paying attention to sort of what is going on. And I think I just sort of go from what I see when we play. And it seems to me that uh, the bands we're playing with are, uh, well, this is KJ from Chicks Dig It, by the way. I don't know. If <laughs> 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 well, I didn't know who it was. Um, but... Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, I look out into the audience and I see that <laughs> uh, uh, it seems like uh, people are having more fun at shows now. And it's a lot more, um, I think, if a person shows up to your show, there's all this music nowadays, right? Let's just start from there. There's music everywhere and people are just kind of grabbing it for free. And so there's really, you know, there's less reasons for people to come to your show. So it's actually more, uh, it means more that somebody actually comes to your show. Um, but I'm looking at the other bands that we play with, the bands that are starting up with the younger uh, kids these days. Um, and they, uh, they seem to be a lot more uh, accepting of other styles of music. They're a lot more open. And they're a lot, uh, I'd say, more hardworking. So I think, that, I think the hardworking people are sort of rising to the top. And so I think that it's been a good thing in, in that regard. Um, I mean, there's definitely things uh, that, you know, you know, the people listening to whole albums, I mean, that's not as... Or maybe it's more becoming more common, um, but uh, that kind of thing. I don't know. Other than that, that's all I notice is that uh, the people that are there really want to be there and, uh, and that the people that are starting bands now are, are working harder and they want it more, you know, it would seem. So, I don't know. What about you, Andy? What do you think? Oh, boy. Hi, Andy here. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's funny. It's changed a lot. I think when you've been doing it for 25 years, I, as I have as well, um, it, the main things that I've noticed is the way we get our music out. Um, going into old studios like Sunday Sound and stuff uh, and, and recording reel-to-reel on tape and you know, being a young band. and, it, and Now it's, everything's more accessible in that way, but I, I tend to tune out as well. Like KJ said, it's like I don't pay attention anymore because uh, at one point you realize that you've been adapting so much over your entire life that you just stop caring and you're like, well, whatever happens, uh, it's not going to affect me because I'll just keep rolling through. But the, the, the most tangible thing is the live show these days. And uh, that's one thing that will never change. And I think that's what's great about it. Um, I'm not bummed that music is free more or less these days if you want it to be because uh, people want what they want and uh, people are buying vinyl again which is pretty much how I got into this at the beginning you know like taking the bus downtown going to Attic Records and uh, mm-hmm. buying buying records and that seems to be a thing again so that that classic shit will never die the important stuff will is still still very much you know important stuff to a music fan so I don't know, man. Let it change. Let it all just change forever. And good bands will be good bands. And kids are always going to work work hard to be a great band and, and want to be like the bands that they look up to. So the Bovine for me has been much more than just a venue. It's a hub of our community mm-hmm. and where we all feel comfortable. It's Rock and Roll Cheers. 
And so I'm wondering if you uh, would all like to take a turn speaking about that in terms of it being a hub and also perhaps um, addressing uh, where you've been other places in the world that have a similar type of um, integral to the community, punk rock, rock and roll community that you feel at home. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I think the, um, so coming here for sure, I, I definitely felt welcomed and I didn't feel judged, you know, uh, I, especially being like someone who's, who's put a lot of uh, heart and effort into the punk rock community. There's something where you like you feel comfortable and you can be yourself and you don't have to be, you know, this is a place that definitely um, nurtured that. You know, um, <clears throat> but it, there's like when you leave here, no matter where I go, and I've been fortunate enough to tour a lot of the world, uh, I find so many different people that will know about this place. Mm, you yeah. know, and this is like the punk rock CBGBs mm -hmm. of Toronto. You of mean, Toronto, Toronto yeah, 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 you know, like yeah. of Toronto. This Canada. is this, this is uh, yeah, Canada. Of, of Canada, <laughs> Canada, one hundred percent though. Like it's and like you said, it's like it's the punk rock cheers, you know, yeah, or like right. rock and roll cheers, you know. Uh, and there's so many. There's so many different walks of life that come through, and everyone's welcome. And it's it's never been, it's you know it's a great spot. When I was I was just in Germany, and that was my first uh, opportunity to be out there, and I I went to it. Someone was like, "Hey man, you got to come down to this place." I walked in, and I'm like, "Fuck man!" It's like I can't escape this place. Like no matter <laughs> like, where people take me to the same place with the same kind of heart, and I think that this place lives in a lot of different areas. You know, like the the vibe and like the. Which city were you? I can't. I, I, I can't. Like, uh, just just to help out. Wild at heart. Wild at heart. Yeah. See, I know. So, <laughs> wow. see, so Gerald knows, like at Wild at Heart, like as soon as I got like a day off, I'm like, show me something, and they took me there, and I walk in, I'm like, it's a fucking bovine. I'm like, I fucking, I'm there all the time, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> but then I go in, I'm like, sweet, and I and I and I, they still like that place carries the same heart as this spot, you know, like the people that work there. It's still the same. Kind except of for vibe. except for instead of Thundercats, it's Shiza videos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thundercats, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, this place does live in a lot of different areas uh, in the world, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I hope that answers the question. What's the question again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I think for me, yeah, I've been to a lot of like cool punk venues and stuff like that. I don't think I could ever uh, answer that question fairly because this is. Uh, like the bovine as this is you know the bovines just um, like that's ours that's our home so like I, although there's like I've been to tons of great cool venues it's, it's never like I'm never it's never gonna be the same because yeah. I mean there's definitely wonderful people in all different punk rock communities but this has always been our place so yeah. I don't think uh, I could answer that question fairly but you know to answer the other part of your question um, that, that, that for me like really makes this place special like say like maybe 10 11 12 years ago when I was touring heavy, and I didn't really have anywhere to go, uh, I remember I was in the doghouse or something, or my with my girlfriend who lived up Queen West. So I was in town all the time, and I lost my wallet. And I was I was lugging around um, luggage, and I can't. I didn't know where else to go, so I came to the Bovine, and I said like I kind of knew Daryl then because I was playing there. Like we're you know good buddies now, but you know like then was still a little fresh. We were still in the fingering phases. <laughs> we hadn't quite fucked yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but, uh, um, but no, he came, like, I came in, I was like, I, I was like, I didn't know what to do, I sat down at the bar, and Daryl just cracked me out a hundred bucks, he's like, there you go, like, you lost your wallet, that'll tie you over, just pay me back whenever you can, I don't know if I ever did, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was sub like, like, it was, that, that, that's fucking crazy, I, I mean, it, it was a venue owner who uh, put his money where his mouth is, as far as, like, 
he's not only here to help out, you know, the kids who are playing the stage, he's there to help them out in tough situations too. And that's a fucking huge family vibe. So I don't think anywhere in the world, personally for me, will ever uh, yeah, yeah, no uh, um, be as, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but matter as much to me as the bovine. Okay, so let's talk about some of our favorite bovine memories now, starting with you, Daryl. I don't know. Here's a funny story. We're in the back room and it used to be a smoking room. The whole place 25 years ago, you could smoke in here. So if you can imagine, you're looking down the bovine now because we're in the back of the bovine. Everyone cue that visual who's listening to this podcast. We're in the back room. We're looking down the bovine. There was a three-foot or four-foot purple haze of smoke all around the building. Not a smoke machine. Cigarette smoke. It was amazing. (laughs) There were bartenders behind the bars and bra tops and hot shorts with cigarettes hanging out of their mouths, serving you drinks. Ashtrays everywhere on the bar. Ashtrays on the back bar. Ashtrays in the washroom. And then we had to make a smoking room. And the reason that segue brought us to the smoking room where we are now is that we used to have this customer who come in. He used to play in his band called The Clash. His name was Joe Strummer. But not when The Clash was around. I met him after in the Mescaleros and he toured with the Pogues once. And he used to sit in the stadium seats we're back here. And, you know, like every, every other fucker from England, he rolled most of his cigarettes with 20% marijuana in them. I'm like, Joe, I really like that you hang out in my bar when you're in town but you can't smoke dope in here. He's like, I'm not smoking dope. I'm smoking Rollies. I'm like, fuck off. I used to have to drag him downstairs so he could smoke dope, which was, oh, did I say that on the radio? I just drag him outside to smoke dope. <laughs> but he was, uh, he was, that was one of my favorite memories was kind of hanging out with him and a few guys like Marilyn Manson and uh, Josh Homie. Like, guys that were so chill, they just came to the bar because they liked the bar. Those are the kind of memories where you meet, you meet people who, in the beginning of their careers, they don't have, well, Joe had a, you know, he was a big guy by then. But people that come here, Marilyn Manson used to just sit there by himself, no makeup on. Every time he came in with a girlfriend, he always brought a girl, ladies' man. And just people didn't bother him, nobody bothered him. they just sit around and relax in the bovine because it's rock and roll cheers. So those are my favorite memories without getting crazy. Uh, my, it would be really hard to pinpoint my, uh, my personal, like, one best but there was a time, probably in the mid 2000s, when we had this joke uh, amongst both of my old bands, or uh, the Video Dead and Saint Elvira, that we were, because it, it, they shared many members, that we were the Bovine House Band. It seemed like almost every week we were playing here, probably like three times a month uh, at some points. And uh, that era is more, it was just one of my favorite, favorite, favorite times of my life, like just always being around here. The staff here was great. I mean, it was. Um, Greg Wolf was kind of like uh, doing all the booking and stuff like that, and he's a dear friend. It was just a really cool era, and it, was, it really, really got me into this kind of this scene and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, I have many party stories I can tell. It would probably embarrass everybody in this room, but <laughs> okay. Well, so one time I'm in the bathroom, and I suffer from IBD, and um, I can't believe I'm going to tell this story in front of Daryl. But I shit my pants, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. And so I was in a panic because I shit my pants, and uh, I shit on my face, and um, I hid. I'm so sorry, Daryl. I hid my <laughs> my dirty boxers in the fucking top of the toilet because I didn't know what to do in panic state. There's people out there. I was gonna put them in the garbage, and I had shit all over me, and I left to my girlfriend's wow. house. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, dude. <laughs> my. Best bovine memory is the one that's most clear to me, to be honest. It was when I was 19. It was my first time going there. Before that, I would always party at the cathedral because I was 15 going to punk shows, and they were the only ones throwing 
all ages ones that I would go to. And when I was 19, we were obviously partying by then. The show ended early. We wanted to keep partying. We found a flyer for the bovine across the street. So we're like, fuck it. We're going there. And we head to the bovine. I don't remember what show it was. I remember it was a three-person wash pit, meaning me and my two other friends. And just thinking, thank God, this is our place now. We're going to stay here. And uh, there was something about the stripper pole uh, later that night. And that was definitely my favorite bovine memory. I don't actually remember most of my bovine experiences because that's what you do with the bovine is you drink a lot. So I I remember back in the day when I first moved to Toronto, this might have been one of my first times at the bovine. We were watching Closet Monster at the Phoenix and that show ended and we headed down to the bovine because we didn't know where else to go at that time of night to drink and it was a complete blizzard. And we walk in, and there's a few of the members of Against Me just sitting at the bar. And the bartender was feeding them free drinks, and they couldn't handle any more. So they kept giving it to me and my two friends. And we got so wasted that we ended up jumping on Andrew, I think it was, the big guy in Against Me, outside the bovine. We would run and jump, and he would catch us. And we thought that was so fun. So we would do it like two at a time, and he'd run and jump, and he'd catch both of us. And we're like, this is awesome, and in the middle of a blizzard. And then we decided to just keep rolling on the hoods of cars, like we were like in a cop movie or like something. And then this, an alarm went off on a car, and a guy ran out of his apartment and started yelling at us. And we took off down the road yelled back goodbye and thanks for the drinks and then just like kept running. I also have many bovine memories. Um, So to narrow it down and to figure out one that is appropriate to share is definitely a challenge. But um, one of them is the same night that Sarah's talking about. And uh, it was when uh, Against Me played at the bovine. And uh, Rob, uh, who worked with me at the time when uh, we were doing uh, Fat Records Canada exclusively, um, we were so happy that one of our bands was playing the bovine and it was so special to have against me play that room. And, uh, we were in the middle of the dance floor and we didn't want to lose our spot, but I could smell something really horrid. And, uh, I asked Rob what that smell was. And I guess, um, uh, he needed to puke. And he didn't want to go to the washroom. And so he puked in the sleeve of his shirt and then buttoned up his um, collar or his uh, wrist button. What would you call that? The button on his wrist cuff. And uh, so every time he lifted his arm, uh, I was smelling his vomit down (laughs) the sleeve of his shirt. But uh, so that was a good memory. And, you know. We were, it was just uh, sort of attached to the joy that we felt having that wonderful band play that wonderful club. Oh, I, sh- I should also say, uh, as far as Chick Siggett, uh, that BJ was there that night <laughs> with Mark from Closet Monster, and it was the first time I'd ever met BJ. Ta da! Where do you see yourself in 25 years? Hopefully not dead. I will be under the ground. Oh, no. Daryl's going to outlive all of us. No doubt. He still looks young. Yeah, he looks better it's than It's unbelievable. being in a different band. <laughs> Bigger. Bigger. Better. I'll be doing open yeah, mics every Monday. Money. <laughs> open mics every Monday trying to build a community out here. Singer-songwriters every Monday. Come out, starts at 10, don't fuck around. Let's do this.
Every every Monday. It's getting stolen. Every Monday. <laughs> no one can top that answer. That fucking weird. That's a tough question to answer. I'm gonna have a dog. Yeah, I'd like I thought I see a dog in a in a lake. <laughs> the dog years. in the lake. Yeah. Twenty five years. I'll be yeah. Sixty five. So. My balls shit. will be in the toilet. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Second. Yeah. Having eight a.m. heart to hearts with each yeah. other. Remember when you shit? Remember when you had tea? Twenty five years. I don't know. That's the real answer. Thank you for hopping aboard the party train. Until next time, chugga 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 chugga. Woo woo. Ta da.